Hello, dear listener, and welcome to a very festive holiday episode of Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I am your Game Master and Solstice host, Candice, and I am here with... My name is Sarah, and I play Vim. The happy holiday tea playing. Uh, my name is Dan, and I play Cyrus Sassafras, the Santa of Bogburg. <laughs> I'm Nikki, and I play Jarrell Goldenheel, the festive elven scholar. And I'm Adam, and I play Arden, the appropriately jovial half-elven <laughs> In this episode, our heroes are taking a day off from adventuring to celebrate the winter solstice with each other. Twas the night of the solstice, and all through the inn, the looks on all faces were smiles and grins. The fireplace roared with a gentle red hue, while the window panes shimmered with cold winter dew. Through the air drifted scents of both mint and fresh pine, mixed with spiced rum and sweet wine so fresh from the vine. Ale vessels were topped off for good and for naught, for tonight is the night folks won't do what they ought. Up on the stage minstrels cooned with great pride, while gaggles of children sang along by hearth's side. All others did tap their toes in time with the tune, for no one against solstice spirits immune. And now to our heroes the camera does zoom, as they enter the booth where their story resumes. Cyrus walks out of the bathroom, just waving his hand. <laughs> you do not want to go in there. <laughs> Merry, what do we call this? Solstice. Merry Solstice, everyone. Merry Solstice, Cyrus. Come, come join us in the booth. I think we're just about ready to, I don't know, start sharing with each other. I, I'm so excited. Oh, were we supposed to bring gifts? Um, you're just supposed to bring yourself, Cyrus. Come, sit. Yes, we're all worried about what your gifts might be. Arden says as he's got, like, three surprisingly well-wrapped gifts in front of him. Well, bah humbug to you. I'll be right there, Vim. I need to go talk to Yelchin for a second. <laughs> I, I scamper off to the kitchen wherever Yelchin is. So Yelchin's not in the kitchen because Jarrell kicked him out. Uh, they've been whipping up a batch of Great Grandma Golden Heels' famous eggnog. Oh and, <laughs> and they made one of the orc kids, like, guard the door, because they're like, Yelchin, we've been through a lot together, and we're great friends, but I'm sorry, if, if I let a Valenti get their hands on this recipe, I'll be disowned and I'll deserve it. So Yelchin is politely standing at the door with the half-orc child in front of him, but you can see when Jarrell glances over their shoulder, Yelchin is, like, on his tiptoes trying <laughs> to peer around the shoulders, except Yelchin is very short and the half orc teenager is very tall. <laughs> I see you, Yelchin! <laughs> I don't know what you are talking about. I'm over here. I'm not trying to get the recipe. Oh, hello, Cyrus. How may I help you? Oh, are you trying to get some Golden Hill secrets? Maybe I can help you. I say in a whisper. Well, I mean, it's... He, like leans over the table and also whispers like it's, it's, it's mostly for personal curiosity I, I don't think I, I would not sell the recipe to the Valentes but I am very curious. Jarrell comes up behind him as he's saying this and like whaps him on the head with an up. Oh! But, but we could merchandise it at 
journeys end. Maybe it's like the special holiday blend that only comes out at certain times during the year. It does only come out during certain times of year and from certain places in the world. Golden heel places. Sorry, Elchin. <laughs> that is fair. I will accept defeat in this matter. <laughs> they hand him a mug. <laughs> Yelchin takes the mug and like sniffs it and drinks it and his violet eyes light up. Are you sure you won't share this recipe? Absolutely. <laughs> I would say the main characteristics of Golden Heel eggnog are that it's very sweet and Jarrell can only handle one mug before they're like white girl wasted. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Cyrus, I don't think you'll be able to get the recipe for me, but how may I help you? Oh, I was just going to tell you that I, I've got you nothing for Christmas. Have a good... Or, sorry, I got you nothing for the solstice, I. And it looks like I can't actually give you the gift of this recipe. <laughs> so... Uh, well, that's okay. I, I mean, I got all of you things, but like, I'm bad about <laughs> Well, this is awkward. Maybe I'll find something later. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I sneak past the, uh-huh. one of the orchids into the kitchen where Jarrell is brewing? They're, they're ladling it out into mugs right now, and they hand you one when you come in. Yeah, I think the orc teenager gives Cyrus a look and then looks over his shoulder at Jarrell. And then when Jarrell waves Cyrus through, that's when the teenager, <laughs> uh, they, they stand aside and like <laughs> stare down Cyrus over dramatically as he walks past. <laughs> Security's tighten hands around. <laughs> Listen, I... This is embarrassing, but I don't have anything to give you all. Do you mind if I at least help you? Can I carry these drinks to the, the table? Oh, certainly, Cyrus. Don't you worry about it. Um, they start loading up a tray. Thank you. I turn it back to Jarrell with the tray, and I want to make a sleight of hand check. <laughs> no! No! Thy name is Cyrus. No, this isn't fair. He crit failed. I got a one. Do I, do I get advantage because my no. back is turned? God, I'm bad at D&D. What are you trying to do? I was trying to spike all of your eggnogs. Dude, this eggnog's already super strong. Oh yeah, you can't. You already can't drink more than one mug without getting yeah. wasted. Guys, guys, it's not alcohol. I'm spiking it with. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh dang! Cyrus, what on earth is that? Are this, you putting mushrooms and things again? Oh, it's a little bit of holiday cheer. It's a treat from from a uh, bogberg. You've never tasted anything like it. Please. Sherelle looks at what you're putting in. It, it's holiday cheer. So I have four identical flasks and they are not transparent so they're just metallic little flasks that you can't see through Jarl sniffs it does it seem dangerous <laughs> no there's nothing dangerous this isn't like poison or anything that's going to cause physical harm listen Jarl hands <laughs> it back to you and looks at you consideringly and then shrugs and turns back to the stove <laughs> <laughs> Right, I now. didn't see anything. Well, <laughs> Cyrus mutters to himself, well, the surprise is a bit gone, but oh well. So <laughs> I uh, I spiked each of the drinks. Um, <laughs> Jarrell, I've got one for you too. So when you're done brewing the batch and hiding the secret so Yelchin can't discover, 
I want you to join us. And oh, taste, I am. I'm right the- behind you. Uh, they're like grabbing oven mitts and like picking up the pot and like they dunk a ladle in there and they're going to put it out on the counter for anyone who wants it. So you see like a really pink perfumey liquid pour into Arden's drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> into uh, Vim's drink. It's just like the tiniest microscopic little drop of a, a little tiny little green liquid. Uh, in Jarrell's drink, it's almost like I have to actually like drink some of the eggnog to make room for how much I need to pour in there. It's just a ton of liquid. <laughs> As you're doing this, her face is actually falling a little because <laughs> they were really excited for this eggnog. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be good. Trust me, it, your flavors of the eggnog will stay stay there. It's just adding a little bit of oomph. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of laughing already like, oh God, I'm going to be dead by the end of the night. <laughs> and uh, please with the work that I've done, <laughs> I then take the tray to the table. <laughs> Bottoms up. <laughs> Yelchid like follows you cautiously to the table. Everyone's going to be all right, right, Cyrus? I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up, Yelchin, you rat. Wait, why <laughs> oh would God. he be all right? Yelchin's had too much eggnog. Don't listen to him. And I kick him in the foot. Drill's making a hand motion at Yelchin like, it's probably fine. <laughs> Look, it's nothing to be afraid of. And I drag, I grab one that I didn't mess with and I take a big sip. Mmm, yummy in my tummy. This is good stuff. Arden looks dubious. He looks over at Drell. Drell? <laughs> Drell kind of side-eyes uh, uh, Cyrus for a minute and then grabs her mug and <laughs> takes a sip and looks at Arden like, yes. <laughs> They're, they're trusting Cyrus wouldn't do anything that would hurt them, but they're also kind of like, you better not ruin the reputation of my great-grandma's eggnog. See, Arden, take a drink quickly. It smells wonderful. I'm excited to try this. Thank you for spending so much time on it. And then we'll drink. <laughs> Arden takes his cup and takes a sip of it. Yes! <laughs> Half-waving. I'm so... This is going to be such a shit show. Oh no. Vim, what you drank was delicious eggnog with just a little bit of potion of diminution, if I'm saying that word correctly. So Vim is shrinking? <laughs> shrinking. What? <laughs> <laughs> tiny, tiny Vim. So we have a Jarrell sized Vim? Uh, well, no. Jarrell is actually huge because what Jarrell <laughs> drank was a potion of growth. <laughs> <laughs> Arden, <laughs> you drank a filter of love. <laughs> so, Wait, isn't that what makes other people fall in love with me? Let me read. Hopefully not. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what that one does. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. The next time you see a creature within 10 minutes after drinking the filter, you become charmed by that creature for one hour. At the exact moment, wow. Yelchin walks back over. Oh my god, oh no. <laughs> Arden looks over at Yelchin and... So, uh, Yelchin, since it's this time of year, I just wanted you to know I'm really thankful for all of the great food you've given us in our stay here. <laughs> and, well, I have something. I have a gift for you, but I'll have to give it to you later once... Things have calmed down. <laughs> Cyrus pulls out his wallet and opens it and flashes uh, Arden a condom. Do you need one of these? <laughs> Yelchin had walked over with his arms full of wrapped gifts and he like stops mid-step 
thank you very much. I I am glad that you are appreciating the food. Um, thank you in advance for the gift. Well, what else do you appreciate, Arden? <laughs> <laughs> Yelchin kind of like looks down at the ground a little bit. In the background of this conversation. Oh my god, Jarell is so delighted. They've always been the shortest. They, they're definitely gonna, gonna drink the rest of this because they're like, they probably don't want to grow forever, but they're definitely gonna like jump up and sort of look down at themselves and kind of look around like everything's so short compared to me, including Vim, especially Vim. <laughs> oh gosh. Vim shrink to being perfectly Jarell size and then Jarell shrink or then Jarell grows to be exactly Vim sized. <laughs> Vim, can I pick you up? <laughs> You know, I don't get picked up often enough. <laughs> they scoop you up bridal style <laughs> and just kind of know what to do once they've picked you up. And they're just kind of standing there, please. Like, ah, I'm so tall. <laughs> Jarell has like this shit-eating grin on their face. And Viv also has this like really delighted expression. It's like delight and a bit of confusion. And then she like settles into Jarell's arms like... You know, this is kind of nice. Either I I need to find a very, very, very large person who can create <laughs> me in my normal size. Like a stone giant or something. Theo's mine. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Theo only has eyes for you. Maybe he has a brother <laughs> or a sister. Well, Cyrus is just chuckling and snorting, snorting out eggnog out of his nose at the sight of, of Jarrell. <laughs> Great <laughs> And and Vim looks over to Cyrus and, and goes, Is this how y'all celebrate the solstice in Bogberg? He wipes the the snot and the eggnog away. <laughs> Yelchin produces a handkerchief, like moves all the gifts to one hip and then produces a handkerchief for Cyrus. Thank you, Yelchin. <laughs> Baby Vim, yes. To answer your question. As you know, we uh there's usually an orgy in in Bogberg. That's how I. That's how I. Don't pretend to be shy, Yelchin. I've heard about you from Judy. What did Judy say? Oh, you know. But you're. Oh no. Anyways, yes. This is a. Uh, it is a celebration in Bogberg. Usually we, we kind of let go, drop our hair. We have like a twenty-four hour splurge. I run the orgy, but all the little kids, they do little prank fests on each other, so. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I didn't figure you were up for an orgy, so I decided to go the other route this year. Okay, oh God, um, thank you for picking pranks over orgy. I have no comment. We need to talk later, Yelchin. Oh boy, okay. Arden, were you going to plan an orgy? <laughs> I, I was not initially planning on it, but... <laughs> Yelchin <laughs> maybe makes the mistake of making eye contact with you. Barks are flying. So then, what did you put in my drink? Oh, it's called a filter of love. It's, you know, the the kids would always want to make their love potions, and usually I just give them placebos, but I figured in this case, <laughs> let's splurge. <laughs> Some would call it boner juice. <laughs> uh, well... I hope that you're prepared for the inevitable payback. <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on. Now, part of the part of the Bogberg tradition is that 
in these 24 hours, everything goes, all right? There's no So you better be quick with your payback, is what he's saying. There's no repercussions. <laughs> it's kind of like a... It's kind of like that play, The Purge, except no one kills anyone. <laughs> it's actually not all that much different than the celebration back home, though we didn't call it the solstice or anything. It was more just feast days, and there were quite a lot more of them than just the one at this time of year. Jarrell puts Fim down so we can both join the table again. And Jarrell's kind of like cramming into the booth. It seems like they kind of don't know what they're like so long. <laughs> and like kick everyone five times trying to get there. What sort of things would you do at these festivals? Fim slides in beside and like like shoots into the booth, but like they're <laughs> like she's trying to move and she thinks she's way taller than she is, so she actually like like slams into the booth with the side of her very small body. Oh. <laughs> Can we get her a booster seat? Um I would like that, yes. <laughs> I'll be right back. And then we see Vim's wearing, she's wearing like a, a wreath crown on her head and her horns have been like adorned with wreaths and little baubles. And mm. now the crown's a little too big for her head. So <laughs> it's it's like um, Prince John at the end of <laughs> Lion King where the crown's too big and it keeps like slipping from side to side. You mean Robin Hood? Oh, it is. No, it's Robin Hood. Yeah. A different Lion King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the Lion King from Robin Hood. <laughs> so she's just like constantly readjusting this wreath that's now too big. Yelchin comes back with a small wooden block that you could use as a booster seat. So so Vim adjusts as she then looks to Arden uh, attentively. Well, it's similar. There are pranks, food, kidnapping, mostly kidnapping. Kidnapping? Temporary kidnapping? Or, um, is there kidnapping going to be happening in my inn? Oh, I mean, I suppose it's possible, but we're already at a feast here. I really need to know what kind of expression Arden had when he looked at Yelchin and implied he might be kidnapped. <laughs> Wait, so are people who aren't at the feast get kidnapped to attend the feast? Well, you see... More or less, everybody around this time of year, everybody would make food and plan grand feasts. Just, you were never sure which feast you were going to be going to. Um, <laughs> everybody would try to, well, it was a measure of, oh, what's the word? Stature, I suppose, to kidnap more people to end their dishes to attend your feast. And whoever managed to have themselves or their lackeys kidnap the most people was the de facto winner of the holiday season. So it's sort of a competition. Yes, a bit of a competition. And if you didn't prepare food, you were liable to wake up tied to an ant or, or some other such tree, which now that I think of it was more a prank played on the ants, which didn't eat the same kind of food as everybody else than the person that unfortunately ended up tied to them but well sometimes it didn't turn out well anyway that is fascinating so it's like a game that everyone plays yes a game that you don't know is being played on you until you wake up somewhere quite different than where you laid down to go to bed well surely after the first time you would come to expect it <laughs> well yes but coming to expect it doesn't really make the entire ordeal any more 
well, any less jarring. So are you saying we have to go shake down a bunch of um, parties if you go missing tomorrow morning? (laughs) Oh, I don't think I need to worry about anybody around here observing that particular holiday tradition. Where exactly are you from again? I'm... Oh, you know, uh, south of here. Jarell <laughs> chips on their eggnog. <laughs> Is, should we participate in this? Bring a little south of here charm to to Mithrin? Do you want to go kidnap Penry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would be happy to tie you to an ant, Cyrus, if that's your desire. Look at it this way. It sounds like you're kidnapping party guests, Cyrus. Do you, you want to host a party and, and invite Henry via kidnapping? Well, I do like to party, but I do dislike Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Henry. He's not so very bad. He's not really that bad at all. He's Just sort worst. of um, dour. What did Henry ever do to you? I will destroy him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I had difficulty coming up with uh, four gifts. Oh, gifts. <laughs> Cyrus' eyes light up and he forgets about awful Henry. Did you give me a, <laughs> did you give me a gift? And my arms are stretched out. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> yes, yes, I got you a gift. But everything in time. First, um, Yelchin, if I could bother you for a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, coming right up. And Yelchin goes and gets another round of food for everyone. Arden watches and go. <laughs> that nice, nice Yelchin ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing the normal light pink colored apron, like rose colored apron he always wears. But he's got the headscarf he's wearing is red with a trim of white. And then he's also wearing a like sort of dress looking garment and leggings that are also red and white and green. Is he wearing like a Santa's little elf costume? Is that what? what? (laughs) He's like Journey's End's little helper. Yes. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm sorry, after you described it, I'm picturing one of those red mini skirts with the white fur trim. (laughs) 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 I mean, there's, there's leggings under it, like knit wool leggings, and it's not like mini skirt length but it it does come like above the knee so it's like a semi sexy mrs claus sort of deal (laughs) yes oh my god arden is actually wearing uh fairly normal clothes not not actually terribly festive at all in fact his clothes seem set up so that if he did end up passing out drunk he'd be fine no matter where he ended (laughs) it's arden's turn to wear pajamas (laughs) (laughs) What do Vim's festive pajamas look like? One, silk. Two, lined in fur. Three, uh, they're all like primary colors. So she's actually like super bright. So she's all red and yellow and blue. uh, With the exception of like the splash of green wreath around her head. All of the like bobbles and tinsel-like material that she's wrapped around her horns is all like those primary colors. So she's just very bright and fun and colorful, but it's all a little too big for her. (laughs) Kid puts on mom's robe. Uh, Yelchin comes back with another course of the stew that he's made. I also got everyone something, he says questioningly, looking around the table. 
Ah, so are we at the gift-giving part of the meal now? I hear that this is a bit of a tradition out here. I mean, it is, but there's no, like, hard and fast rules about who gets gifts for who. Uh, we just, at Journey's End, all of us like to get gifts for each other, and if we have guests that have stayed for a very long time, we like to get them a little something to show our appreciation. And, like, do not feel obligated to give me something in return. Having a job and a solstice party to be at is enough for me, he says, with, like, a really earnest and eyebrows-quirked expression. Oh, um, Yelchin, thank thank you. Yes, uh, now is the gift-giving portion (laughs) of this meal, and we are all prepared for it appropriately. I mean, there's also not a hard and fast gift-giving portion, but I mean, these have been sitting here on the table, so I might as well pass them out. (laughs) Yelchin says, also backpedaling a little bit. Here you go, Vim, and he hands you a box and then hands another box. Here you go, Cyrus. Arden, he hands you, uh, here you go. And it's also a box that's like taller and skinnier than it is tall. And uh, for for you, Jorel, Yelchin hands Jorel a very small box. And then, uh, Vim, if you go out to the stable, Jobel, that's been taking care of Sweet Honey, uh, wanted to make her a blanket, and so he did. And Aww. Yelchin, you you didn't have to, and Vim will start opening her gift. (laughs) (laughs) So Vim, you pull out from this wrapping a mug that's clearly handmade, and (laughs) around, around the mug are little clay cartoon, not caricatures, but like cartoons of everyone. So there's Mm -hmm. a little Vim with like horns that are they're not sticking out from the mug because they would break off but like little horns of vim and you're the tallest and then there's a little Jarrell in their university robes and then there's a little arden with his cloak billowing in the breeze and then there's a little cyrus like power posing in the salmon frock <laughs> Bim's eyes like shimmer as she looks at this thing and oh gosh, Nelson, this is this is so beautiful. And then she like dumps her drink that she's currently working on into the new cup <laughs> and immediately begins using it. Aww. <laughs> Yelchin smiles warmly. I imagine Vim has to like hold it like a little kid with like both hands on the sides <laughs> of the cup. It is in fact a very large mug. It's like tankard sized, which would be normal sized for normal sized Vim. But for small Vim, it's a very large container. Gee gosh, mister, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arden will open his up as well. After watching Bim open hers. You open up your package and what it is, it's a very nice woolen cloak that is darker on the outside than on the inside. So it's like reversible. And sitting on top of this folded garment is a clasp that is motifed in a set of antlers. 
Well, thank you. Another layer will most certainly help keep me warm this winter. And, well, I definitely will not be tying you to an ant. Thank you. He'll be tying you to something else this night. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Waiting for it. (laughs) Cyrus, open your present. Like a greedy little kid, I just rip it apart. What I get, what I get. So inside of your wrapped package is a, it's a hand carved, some dark wood, probably like mahogany carved box. And in the carving at the top is a shallow relief of a field of mushroom. Wait a second. Is this what I think it is? Oh my God. It's another lock box. We have another quest. <laughs> we get to kill, find another killer. Thank you, Yelchin. Thank you. Uh, th- I mean, it's just like a nice box for storing herbs. Oh. Ah, thank you. <laughs> so there's definitely not a quest with this. Is that correct? Is that what I'm hearing? There, 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 there's not a quest. I could come up with something if you really wanted me to. Yes, and work on that for next year, okay? <laughs> okay, I'll give you a quest as a gift next year. Jarrell trades him for a box. Like, kind of maybe a book-sized flat flat sort of box that's a little heavy. Yelchin takes the package, but then still like looks up at you. So inside of your box, it's a very simple parchment wrapping, is a plain wooden carrying box. And then when Jarrell opens it up, inside is a ye old fountain pen. Aww. Oh, this is beautiful, Yelchin. That's got like a, a steampunky vibe to it. It's like copper and bronze. The ink nib part of it is normal sized, but like the ink reservoir is a little bit bigger than modern fountain pens. For extra writing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Yelchin. This is beautiful. Oh, you're quite welcome. His is like, it's also like a wooden case. And when he opens it, it's like odd. Like, it's like kitchen gadgets. Like maybe a nutcracker and like a lobster fork and pig and some other weird stuff. But they all have <laughs> golden heel maker's marks on them. <laughs> Yelchin unwraps the package, puts uh, the box on the table and opens it up. <laughs> this is a very nice golden heel fork. This is a very nice golden heel dessert spoon. This is a very nice golden heel seafood cracker. You do know we're landlocked, right, Jorel? (laughs) Jorel's like giving him the most innocent smile. Gelchin closes the box and then grins really big at Jorel. He's like, I know what I'm sending you next year, he says while shaking his finger. Not at all, like seriously, at Jarrell's <laughs> nose. Valenti Silver. <laughs> oh yes, do let me know if if the Valenti start uh, developing a sense of craftsmanship. I'd love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Jarrell, your laughter's booming. <laughs> They're halfway through their mug. I am so big right now, Jarrell. Don't tell me Golden Heels can't hold their liquor. And Yelchin downs the rest of the eggnog. No, that's just me. <laughs> I feel sheepish now. Maybe I should give you something, Yelchin. Hold on. I run upstairs and I run back down with a stack of papers. Now, 
Technically, Judy told me to hold on to this. But... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but we're good friends. She'll get over it. This is her latest erotic novel, The Dirty Drow. <laughs> oh no. Oh my no. God. <laughs> I think you might find this character very oh, relatable. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I pass over the manuscript, but I uh, I pass it towards Arden first to pass to uh, Yelchin. Yelchin is like reaching out for it. What does Arden do? Arden gets it to pass it along to him and takes a good long look at the first few lines before handing it over. And also make sure to, you know, come into contact with Yelchin's hand as he does so. <laughs> Dan, what is the first sentence of the Dirty Drow? <laughs> As I walked into the room, I saw the slender drow with his with his shirt unbuttoned, chest <laughs> shimmering in sweat, <laughs> eyes piercing through me like a predator, oh and the bulge. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Yelchin looks from the manuscript to Cyrus to the manuscript to Cyrus. You're gonna be famous soon, kiddo. Wait, you're not a kid. You're gonna be famous soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not a kiddo. I'm like 600 and something. And Vim is like bright fucking red, and she's got her nose in like a big, bright yellow purse. And is like rummaging through it very loudly and purposely, not listening. <laughs> I'm sorry, this isn't a conversation fit with children present. Perhaps, Vim, is there a kid's table you should go sit at? <laughs> I was thinking I would just crawl into this bag and never come out. Yes, but you might not want the uh, trick to wear off while you're inside of it. Oh, didn't I tell you these are permanent? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Take that, little siblings! <laughs> Who's the short one now? <laughs> After whatever just happened, I, I turn over to Vim and I say, <clears throat> Well, Vim, Yelchin's waiting for his gift from you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, to, hold on, um, Yelchin, one sec. Okay, um... You see Yelchin is actually, like, reading the manuscript at the table. <laughs> I did get you a present and I thought quite a bit about it. So the present I got you is, and she's like rummaging through her big bag and she draws from it first, um, like a little bobble and it's got like a little hook on it. And it kind of looks like a, like a normal, like sort of like tree adornment or Christmas ornament. And it's of a quill and it's painted gold. And she hands it over and she's like, I made this wooden bobble to remind you of Jarrell. <laughs> and, and I made this little wooden bobble. And she pulls out another one from like the bottom of the bag. Uh, and it's like a little mushroom. And it's painted green. Um, to remind you of Cyrus, <laughs> Yelchin has put down the manuscript and is like slowly putting these baubles in front of him. <laughs> and, and I made you this one, and she she pulls one, and it's she pulls like another bauble, and it's like 
in a nice like earthy brown color and it's just like of a leaf of this time of year that's like changing with the season and this one to remind you of your dear friend Arvin (laughs) and then she does like a thing where she goes like and oh god I'm so tired and she like stretches her arms and she puts one hand behind her head and she unhooks one of the baubles from her own like crown <laughs> and then she like pretends to put her hand in the bag. <laughs> and then she pretends to pull it out of the bag, but there's definitely a missing spot <laughs> on her crown. <laughs> and this one is of a hammer to remind you of me. Happy solstice. <laughs> Yeldrin has his head in his hands and then puts both of his hands over his mouth and looks over at them. (laughs) These are surprisingly thoughtful. Uh, Thank you. Uh, So unrelated, I have presents for everyone else. (laughs) Real quick, so Yelchin takes like the armful of gifts and the manuscript and uh because i do in fact have other guests and journey's end is actually quite packed abram and mickey and yelchin all make sort of a community meal for anyone that wants to come celebrate the solstice with them to come eat and so the inn is actually quite packed everyone's involved with their own Thing, and it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet that's set up on one end of the room. So there doesn't like have to be anyone serving anything necessarily. But Yelchin goes back to the bar to serve drinks to people who come up. And he sits on the stool that he's got behind there and is reading the manuscript. As he heads out off, uh, Arden looks a little bit disappointed, but says after him, Oh, and uh, don't forget, I have something for you as well when things quiet down a little bit tonight. Or a lot of it tonight. Yes, I will catch up with you later. So as as Yelchin leaves, and I think, I guess, as Arden makes his way back into reality, (laughs) Bim begins to pull out... She reaches back to her big bag that she has and she begins to pull out wreaths from everyone. And as she's, she's handing them out, she says... Um, I can't, so I can't get into why, but it's very important that Yelchin does not see you wearing these. So anyways, enjoy them and have fun. And what she's handed out to everyone, it's a garland that has kind of bright green leaves on it. A few of them have begun to change with the times. And each one of them has kind of cart like each one of them has attached to the garland a set of what you would see what you would think of as tiefling horns. Oh my god. And it has baubles attached to it. And there's suspiciously one random bobble missing and very noticeably <laughs> missing from everyone's <laughs> crown. <laughs> and it matches what Vim has going on. So Jarell's is has very elegant kind of small spiraled horns that go straight up. Everything is painted gold, and it has kind of abstract golden shapes. 
hanging from it, as well as a few like quills and books. And they're all like these wooden carved baubles that are hanging from it. Drell is like gleeful. They love this shit. Arden looks quite impressed. Cyrus's is uh, has like these like kind of enormous ram's horns curling from it. And, you know, the horns are, of course, also covered in garland and have baubles hanging from it. And they're all mushroom shapes hanging from the crown, as well as, like, flexing arms. Yes, a strong crown for a strong man. Thank you. And then Arden's has, it's the most simple and perhaps the most elegant of all of the ones. So it has kind of small deer-like antlers coming out from the crown and then the baubles that are hanging around it are all like leaves and flowers that spring during this solstice time i'm impressed i knew that you were good at whittling from your vardo but this is incredibly well done i've been working on them for a while this is back um back with the mother elephant the the way we celebrate the solstice is we adorn ourselves in reeds and baubles and we kind of we party all night so y'all are honorary tiefling caravan members you can actually vim and everyone if you go like right outside the doors of journey's end you can legitimately hear the dancing mannequins party actively going on as it has been for the past 24 hours and it's still going it's like the sickest party in town. No one in Mithrin has yet to attend the entire party. Or survive it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, anyway, um, after Vim's gifts, these feel perhaps a little bit lacking, but Arden picks up his gifts, shoves aside the sketch that he was making, and hands <laughs> to two carefully wrapped gifts to each to Cyrus and Jarrell. They're about the same size, and then one much smaller looking one to them. Arden, no need to compare yourself to any of us. I mean, we all have really different ways of celebrating the solstice. It's not like this is some competition like it would be at home. <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, it's not a competition. Hey, look, my gift's bigger than Vim's. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that both back home and when I was a mercenary, this is quite a lot different than how we celebrated in either of those cases. So it's kind of like your new Mithrin tradition. Sure, we'll go with that. Vim opens her present. (laughs) Vim's present is a small charm, you know, like a little bag tied off with a fairly simple bit of twine. There's a four-leaf clover. The bag is like made of a nice white, pristine white cloth, and there's a four-leaf clover embroidered on it. It doesn't look like it's completely professional embroidery, but it's not half bad either. Compared to what I got for the other two, this seemed... This is a charm. You're supposed to put it above your door or wear it on your wrist when you don't want to be kidnapped. It doesn't work. You don't want to be kidnapped. Usually anyone that sees it just thinks you're being a curmudgeon and kidnaps you anyway. But if you use it, they at least know that their kidnapping is unwelcome. I assumed that after the problems you've had with certain people, you could hang it on your Vardo door so people would know that you don't want them wandering in. 
smash cut to sometime in the future. We see the camera pan in on Indigo's very annoyed, like, consternated <gasps> face as he stares up at this <laughs> forsaken charm above, Bardo, above Vim's Bardo. Blasted, foiled again. Not today, bitch. Oh, thank you, Arden. And she'll actually, like, hook it onto her crown and wear it now. Uh, where the... She'll actually replace the bauble that she took off with this little pouch of warding. I still can't believe she did that right in front of Yelchinos. <laughs> <laughs> Without even so much as a sleight of hand check, too. <laughs> Inside of Jarell's package is a book. It is titled when trees attack <laughs> tales of assault by flora and flora fauna hybrids extra methods to survive in the danger in the dangerous wilderness oh my god based on our conversation it seemed like something you might be interested in and even though i think it was probably written for um for entertainment it's actually surprisingly accurate. Jarell's already got their nose in it, and it's like flipping through it. Thank you, Arden. Oh, yes. I, as you can see, it's also illustrated. It seems very practical. Given everything that's been going on, I can see this will definitely be useful in the in the future. Cyrus begins shaking his present. It better not be a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and I, I furiously open it up. It's a book. It says how to not be like that. No! <laughs> it's entitled Amazing Herbs and Where to Find Them. Based upon what I read, it looks like they're mostly herbs of the um, recreational variety. Cyrus just like <laughs> flippantly, listen, this may be helpful to Cyrus, but it's a fucking book. So he's, he's going to look at it very disinterestedly, like flip it through a couple pages before he closes it. Thank you. Jarell snitches it out of your hands and starts looking at it too. <laughs> but also I imagine Jarell's like flexing every like four seconds. <laughs> for three, for three on books, Yelchin says from the bar, as this one's a good one. <laughs> Is Mina around? She might want to read that. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Mina, are you here? <laughs> Yes, I am. I'm over here. I'm Yelchin's daughter. It would, you know, go to figure that I am in the same building as he is on the solstice. Still in that Bogbergian spirit of pulling pranks, I lock eyes with Yelchin and I smile. <laughs> Your dad's got a present for you. He's reading it right now. <laughs> oh my god. I am not going to share my porn with my daughter. He shouts across the crowded room. <laughs> because he is very drunk. And Mina's like, Dad, I have my own porn. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Mina, this is, in a, in a sense, it's your origin story. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is wonderful and terrible. Yelchin across the room. But my sweet baby girl has porn? Mina walks over, gets her own mug of eggnog. It's like, did you feed this to my father? Yes. <laughs> I've made my own adult life choices. 
Cyrus looks at his sundial wristwatch clock, and he's like, three, two, one. Ah! <laughs> and then he turns his neck over to Yelchin. So Yelchin is laughing, and as he's like, what is going on here? He starts slowly rising to the ceiling, and he gets like, like his feet clears the counter, and the giggling gets worse, and he's like, what the... Cyrus! And then he like hits the ceiling and bounces off the ceiling a little bit, and is just like floating in suspension. This is an experience! He says, while like not being able to control the flying and is like turned over in the air. Do a somersault! <laughs> the skirt falls down, and he's oh like, God. oh, no, no foot, uh, uh, trying to hold it up in the air. More eggnog comes out of Cyrus's nose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did gorgies. I should have just been pranking with the kids all this time. <laughs> Mina, having walked up to the table and standing there, is leaning on it, just looking up. Dad! Why? It's all right, Mina. Dads are supposed to be embarrassing. <laughs> Just be happy that he's not doing it purposefully. <laughs> he's like a, a beach volleyball at a concert, and like occasionally, giant Jarrell just like bats him away. <laughs> what I am imagining: Has anyone seen Mary Poppins, the old Disney movie? Yeah. The scene where they're all laughing and floating—like that's what's happening to Yelchin. <laughs> <laughs> Jarrell finally remembers to hand out gifts. So they give two medium-sized, I guess, packages to uh, kind of like book size, but clearly not books, to uh, to Arden and to Cyrus. And then they've got like a larger, kind of heavier bulk here with one for, for him. Wait, why is hers bigger than mine? I think I'll need help with this. <laughs> they pat your head and they say, because she's bigger than you, <laughs> usually. She's travel-sized right now for fun. <laughs> Arden will open his without much ceremony or pump. It's kind of like a leather, like rolled up, like it looks like a kind of rolled up travel case sort of thing. And when you unroll it, it's like combs and brushes and hairpins. Oh. They have like like elder elder tree leaves and stuff on them and they're like carved wood, but it's like it's hair stuff. <laughs> I'll be able to maybe do something a little bit different for once with my hair. They're making the most excited face when you say that. Perhaps you'll let somebody help you with your hair, too. Arden looks a little bit more dubious at that. Well, Cyrus shakes his present. I hope it's not a book. I hope it's a book. (laughs) It's not a book. (laughs) It better not be a book. I open it up furiously again. Please, no book. Please, no book. You can tell it's not a book. It's, like, squishy. So you open it, and it's, like... A hat and socks, but it's like thick woolen, dark green, knit hat and socks. The hat is like three feet long with a salmon pom-pom at the end. <laughs> and the socks are like thigh highs with pom-poms on the back. <laughs> and like a little notch in the toes for your sandal thong. <laughs> it, they're like the most, they're the ugliest damn things you've ever seen. <laughs> These are atrocious. I love I know, it. right? I love it. And I, I put it on. Do they fit my chicken legs or are they loose and baggy? They kind of like were describing to the person who made them. Like, yeah, he's pretty small. And maybe the pom-pom strings at the top you can tighten and tie if you want to. I do a catwalk and I'm imagining it's like, 
wearing skinny jeans. What do you guys think? Huh? Jarrell is clapping. <laughs> Shaking my pom my pom pom hat. <laughs> Yelchin gives an enthusiastic double thumbs up. Mina is like, yeah, sure. It gives a tentative thumbs up. And the rest of the tavern is like Thank you, thank you. There's probably like a few nudists who are booing. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I then turn to um, Vim, and I also look at Jarrell and Arden. I say, "Well, I, I see now why Vim always wears her pajamas when she fights. This is very comfy, Jarrell. <laughs> Perhaps we should rebrand our group and become the Jim Jams, the Jim Jamborees. <laughs> we need to workshop this name, but essentially, we all wear pajamas and we fight crime. What do you think?" You know, technically, the Neighborhood Watch doesn't have a uniform yet, but that could be it. I think uh, both recent and slightly older has experience has shown that fighting anything wearing pajamas is maybe not the most effective choice. But it looks damn good. Damn good. From the bar. Damn good. And then Vim opens her present. So it's like a wooden cabinet with a glass front. Um, and you can tell it's got like a little key in the, the lock of the cabinet and the cabinet looks just, it's like carved kind of, not very elaborately, kind of elegantly carved with little gold details. And then it, it looks just big enough to hold four mugs. Bim's eyes shine again and she looks down at the gift and then up at Jarrell and then down at the gift and then up at Jarrell. And then she looks at the stolen mug she has on the table, the one she had brought to the table. But she's still drinking out of the wine, the beautiful one Yelchin uh, brought to her. Oh, Jarrell, I, you know, I have covered almost every single inch of available wall space in my home. But I have I have a blank space that is basically exactly this big. I I can't wait to put this up. Jarrell hugs you. <laughs> Aww. I look over at Yelchin, then I look at them too, and I'm like, everyone's so horny here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Yelchin says, not looking up from the manuscript. You're reading porn at a bar, Valenti. <laughs> Arden looks over at Cyrus and says, aren't you usually the most horny one here? Look, today's a special occasion, all right? I'm living out my inner child. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I know, Yelchin says from the bar, is that Coriander's Kiss is still open on today. Do they ever have, you know, uh, dances or um, maybe uh, cabaret or anything like that? Oh, yeah, of course they do. <gasps> we should go! <laughs> and that is how our evening ends as the gang goes off on this winter solstice to the cabaret. I was hoping there'd be a record screech, and then Arden goes, oh wait, I forgot to give my gift to Yelchin. The D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the D. <laughs> So this is the epilogue after we come stumbling back from the cabaret where Arden gives Yelchin a gift. That's okay because Yelchin is like passed out on the bar. Yeah. Manuscript still in hand. And with all their gifts exchanged and their stories all told, the camera pans out through the snowy threshold. As our heroes fade further and further from sight, Happy solstice to all, and to all, a good night. Good night. Happy solstice. Yay. Happy whatever you... Celebrate. Celebrate, yes. 
Happy Holidays. Thank you for listening to this special holiday episode of Little Realms. If you like the show and want to stay up to date, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. You can also find us on social media on Twitter at PodRealms, on the web at littlerealms.com, and on Discord by using the link in the show notes. May your journey be successful, and may your holidays be merry. We'll see you next time. We forgot to do this thing in the episode, and then Candace let us do a very dumb thing. So here's 10 minutes of garbage. Please turn (laughs) off the episode. As we're at the table, all kind of laughing after the gifts have been passed out, Cyrus pulls out a deck of cards. Well, there's one more tradition we do in Bogberg where we all play a game. It's kind of like war. We see who gets the highest number. Everyone take a card. It's just a fucking deck of many things. (laughs) Everyone take a card. I do love a good game. Yeah, sure. And Vim will grab one naively. Um, Yeah, Gerald takes a card. All right. Arden, you have to say the words. Arden takes the card, too. Cyrus will also take one. Everyone needs to roll... All right, I got a 13. Seven. I got a 20. 16? Okay. The deck of many things is always either, like, horrible or great. Like, there's no in-between. I love the idea that this teeny tiny town in the middle of fucking nowhere blows an incredibly powerful magical artifact (laughs) every year (laughs) for fun. (laughs) Yeah. So the first card that... Cyrus draws has a it's got a flame on it. <laughs> Cyrus pulls this card out of the deck mm-hmm. and this big old fuck off red demon poofs into existence. But he's covered in bells and he's super festive. Ho ho ho. I'm looking <laughs> looking at his muscles. I seek your ruin and your life and your suffering. Flexing contest. This is like a dominatrix thing. It looks the keyword. The enmity lasts until you die or I die. That's not very spirit of the season. The enema? What are we talking about? What did you say? Enema! Whoever survives the enema wins. What the fuck? So that wasn't a win for me. <laughs> Let's see what you guys get. Cyrus is going to go engage in an enema competition with a festive demon. Jesus. I'll see you guys later. Oh, who pulled seven? Jarell. All right, Jarell, you and your big old Jarell self suddenly find the booth that you are sitting on transformed into a giant golden throne. And it like, poofs up into existence so hard that it like rockets you into the air and you fall back down on it and you feel so goddamn persuasive you could talk anyone into doing anything in this bar so i'm on a giant gold throne (laughs) you're on a giant gold throne Jarrell peeks over the edge and is like yes now i'm the tallest (laughs) excellent (laughs) who rolled 16 me them all of a sudden You become the Star Wars Empire Strikes Back.
Han Solo statue. Oh God! Like <laughs> <laughs> encased in carbonite. Yeah, we see carbonite Vim, and her expression forever immortalized in what looks like a giant chocolate bar. Jarell yells down to the demon, uh, hey, do you think you can undo that? <laughs> I don't know. Can I? Arden, what is your current alignment? Well, it, it's chaotic good. All right. You suddenly feel the urge to, like, break the chocolate bar, make a deal with the devil <laughs> and dethrone Jarrell all at the same time. <laughs> but I want to do it in an orderly fashion. Yes. What order do you try to do this in? Well, obviously, if I'm going to make a deal with the devil, I need to dethrone Jarrell first. Okay. <laughs> Once Jarrell is dethroned and I can talk anybody into doing anything, I'll, I'll talk the devil into serving me. Hell no, this is my gold chair. <laughs> I will bitch slap you off of it. <laughs> giant giant Jarrell. I mean Jarrell's still still my friend. It's just, you know, I need things from them. So I'll I'll go up to Jarrell and I'll say, uh, Jarrell. Yes. The devil's going to try to kill Cyrus eventually. We want to save him from that, right? No, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> like they were gonna go do a weird sex thing i was hoping to convince him to maybe <laughs> maybe get vim out of her weird little predicament first <laughs> yes well i have an idea of how to do both of those things you know eventually save cyrus from his horrible fate i think he'll like it i don't know i don't really know if he needs much saving arden i mean look at the look at his face <laughs> <laughs> Listen, eyes down here, devil. We've got a lot of work to do. Cyrus, we have an enema to make into a competition. Cyrus is bent over already. He is just shaking his tushy. Come on, come on. I don't got all day. This whole thing is fucking awful. Oh, no. Please cut all this. No, no, no. I'm going to keep it. You created this this many-headed monster. I'm going to keep it as a why did Candace let us do this after all of the other credits. So please describe the enema competition to us. Um. Uh. Oh, my God. All right. So the devil snaps its fingers again. Okay, just a thing. If we're if we're actually gonna describe the enema contest, I'm crying, Uncle, right now. <laughs> Not actually describe the an enema contest. Enemity. I made a goof and said enema. For some reason, it's the goof is still continuing. <laughs> so, like, the devil snaps their fingers, and both the devil and Cyrus poof into a pocket dimension leaving the rest of you to be like, what? And like the seconds tick by. And then finally, at long last, Cyrus poofs into existence again, making a victorious pose. I fucked the devil! (laughs) (laughs) You're all cheers and starts clapping. (laughs) I got, I go, hold on, I say... I got to do pranks and an orgy. 
This is awful. <laughs> and then you all go to the cabaret. All right, let's go party. Yeah, Gerald drags. Our yeah, this should be chair. cut. <laughs> None of that. None of that. <laughs> that was amazing. No. Not all of my ideas are good, and I will admit that was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, though.